0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to invite the director of Michael Inside, Frank Berry, the star,
1: Daphne Flynn, and our host for this evening, Nance Daily to the stage.
0: Do the Q and A uh, with Frank after this, and uh, I was delighted to, because uh, I think it's really uh, a brilliant film. I want to say well done first of all to Frank. Uh, I think it's been, it's uh, you know just just really so disciplined and um, and so de- really deliberate filmmaking. You know, it what it felt like to me, and, and uh, it's um, it's something I think you made look quite, you made look you made it look quite easy. But uh, and that's my second time seeing it there, and really saw there's just really a lot of craft in it, and a lot of, a lot of really smart choices. So, yeah. and, and, and to Duffy as well, like, congratulations. Like, it's really, you know, pitch-perfect uh, performance, you know, it's really so detailed and, and really great. So, well done to both. Uh, Thank you. Uh, so, but we'll ask, uh, I'm just gonna ask a couple of questions about the filmmaking. Sure. Uh, and then maybe we'll throw it open to the, uh, to the floor, yeah. So, um, so the first thing I suppose is, is um, uh, I heard that you did a lot of workshops uh, in, um, in prisons and uh, in, in the development, so I just want to ask you a little bit about, just tell us about the development process and, and uh, most interestingly to me then, how that, how that initial, uh, you know, period uh, working with people and workshop and things, trying things out actually evolves into a script that you can, yeah. you know, take to obviously get your get your finance and get
1: get an actual concrete yeah. plan about yeah. what you stage. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I the, the initial impulse to to make the film uh, came uh, while I was making my last film. Um, I ju- I uh, I've been thinking about this type of story for, for many many years, and um, it was during the making of, of a, I used to live here where I spent two years in in Arden. Um, working with young people, um, I, I worked with some really amazing young people, David being one at the time, he uh, was 13, um, and I, uh, some, of, some, some of the young people that I met may have left school early and I felt uh, didn't really have a direction in life and um, I was inspired to, to tell their story um, because I felt they were vulnerable um, to what was going on around them, the way they were talking, the way they saw their lives and their the paths of uh, the, the, their future, um, what they were kind of being influenced by and um, and you know i thought well that 's a uh, a worthy or a, a kind of a purposeful film or a good reason to make a film was to maybe talk about them in the context of criminal activity that 's going on around them, and uh, I felt that you know they they um, and a lot of, I felt a lot of the young people I was coming across were in danger of becoming part of the prison population. So, my in, impulse was to start and speak to former prisoners who, were in, many of them, were middle age and talk about their past so that we might be able to speak to, to younger people in, in that way as well. That was my initial impulse. And then um, I had the character of Francis and Michael in my mind. And I, that was, in story terms, I just, uh, I've seen that family dynamic over the years, you know, and I thought. That would uh, that that was just the first part of the story. So um, I brought the the character of Michael and his relationship with his granddad to um, uh, two former prisoners. I contacted the Irish Prison Service and uh, they they, uh, directed me to Pathways, which is the uh, the prison education service of the CDETB. So if you've done um, if you started education in prison, uh, let's say literacy. Uh, um, uh, qualification or junior cert or the leaving cert or something like that. Well, then um, pathways is where you go when you're released, uh, and they can. They it's a great service. They sit you down and they listen to to you and they they recommend pathways for you. A lot of the people in there go into access programs in colleges and stuff like that, and. Um, so, I brought this idea. I just spoke about my own work in community videos over the years and my observations and my motivations to making uh, uh, Michael inside. And I talked about the character of Michael. Um, I talked about, uh, we talked a little bit about crime, and I, I talked about how uh, very often, you know, um, the, the people who end up in, uh, you know, um, I wanted to t- tell a story about. Real lives and real characters, not necessarily dynamic gangsters who are the centre, the nucleus of the drama is the nucleus of the of the crime and that whole territory, that whole world. I wanted to talk about somebody who's on the outskirts, uh, who's who's affected by the ripple effects of their activity, and um, you know, due to kind of making decisions that they're not really aware they're making when they're young because of the culture of the environment that they're growing up in, they're given orders or asked to take, uh, hold drugs, or even they start taking drugs at a young age. But their life changes based on just these moments that are kind of uh, you know, invisible to them. And so many of the former prisoners responded to that as something that they could pinpoint moments in their lives, or if not, they could pinpoint uh, characters that they spent time with uh, that this story would, would uh, speak for. So... Um, uh, that was that was uh, as soon as we established that early on, um, we just uh, talked about Michael. They the former prisoners talked about uh, their own experiences, talked about their own lives, and we evolved it. Uh, and for me, it was all about um, questioning, well, you know, just just researching. And the longer I spent, I was there eighteen months. The more you get to know everybody, and the more they share. And the, the, they, they understood that my commitment was all about just realism. And they, so they come up to me and say, you know what, Frank, and they would give you more, you know. And, and you know, and, and they knew that that, that, was, that was the aim of the, of the filmmaking. So, so you know, a lot of the, the teachers in there were saying that they, they were uh, really amazed by the level of, of uh, o- uh, how open everybody became and the importance that, that, that grew around the project, because I think that a lot of the former prisoners uh, you know, they, they, they actually, they, they, um, most of them that I came across were in prison for drug crimes, you know, and um, they're they are in a place in their lives where they're, they're reflecting on their lives. They're in a positive place. They've turned their lives around. They're mostly middle-aged, and uh, they, they just uh, were motivated to try and do something that might uh, be purposeful. You yeah, know? and when you say the aim, of was your, was your
0: aim... Entire, you know, solely to pursue the truth of what it is to be in prison, and particularly that cycle of going in and out of prison and, and sort of finding... Or was there... You know, I'm, I'm interested because it's a very entertaining film as well. It's very compelling, but it's also... It plays like entertainment, and you know, which I think is really important because it means you can take this conversation and get it out to a wider audience, you know. But I wonder, was that... Were you ever thinking, okay, I've got to also...
1: Yeah. Take an audience along. I mean, how much was how much of that was in it? Yeah, uh, um, uh, you know, it working as a drama is very important to me, obviously. And uh, I'm coming from a place of a, 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 of being a filmmaker who wants to make. Uh, something that I would love to see, it's a piece of cinema that I find really moving. That's my passion, and that's that's where I'm coming from. I know we talk a lot about the social side of it, but that's actually where I'm coming from, and yeah. I do talk an awful lot about that uh, during, during the research, not just the social stuff, but we talk about the drama as well. Um, and uh, they're, 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 for me, they kind of harmonise together, really, because I, I do find that if you... Uh, if you dial down the drama a little bit and you show the the committal process, for example, truthfully, and if you sh- if you if, you know that's compelling and dramatic, yeah. you know, and so um, uh, so my commitment to to try and uh, uh, put something on the screen that that uh, uh, resembles what happens in, in, in real life was was motivated by uh, by being authentic and truthful to the to the to the lives of the people who are was speaking to but also cinematically. Yeah. You know, I always, I, 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 uh, I just find that exciting in in in, in cinema when there has a quality about it that you're, I don't want to say learning something, but you're you know it's been sure. researched and it has a value in in, in that respect. If that yeah. makes sense. And 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 tell us a little bit about the the casting then,
0: because i mean, presumably you, you you met some people. Uh, you know, during the process, that you you know mm-hmm. felt like I want to get these guys in the film as well. That they bring you know their own experience and whatever that truth is. And then at the same time, you would worked with uh, Daffy before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, so how did that come about? Like, were you, did you always know he was your guy? Or yeah,
1: you know? yeah. In the back of my mind, um, <coughs> this film came from the same place as I used to live here, and David played a supporting role in it. And I, n- I noticed David's talent very early on when he was. Uh, I mean, he's about 13, 14, and um, but but um, uh, particularly uh, uh, David uh, block your ears Dav here um, <laughs> yeah. ha- has a uh, talent I feel for, ex- for uh, expressing emotions, you know, and subtle yeah. subtle acting. Uh, yeah. He has a kind of. Um, you yeah, be careful, uh, you'll ruin him as an yeah, actor. I know, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yes, yes. I, yeah, Blockier's. So, but so I I am um, uh, what what I did was I. I David was was number 1 in, in my mind and um he hadn't uh, much of a, of a cv in in, uh, in acting it, that that one film that we did where in in Kilnarden where everybody was a non-professional you know um and so what i did was i basically uh i knew that i wanted david to play michael but i had to convince uh, the production companies about to get on the Irish film board which didn't take a lot of convincing at all everybody saw uh, i just recorded um uh workshops and brought them in and played them. And also what I did was I I took photographs of a lot of films that I I love that have social um, uh, uh, themes and um, that have a central character that has a quality that that they they seem to uh, reflect the central theme, goes through them in a way when they look... Um, at, a, uh, at something, it's you're wondering what they're thinking, how they're feeling about that environment that they're in, you know. Yeah. So I put David's photograph in the middle of, <laughs> of all those, um, and uh, said, "Well, he has the same quality, you know." And for me, it's very simple. Like you know, uh, you can almost tell from a photograph sometimes, you know, when you're casting. Yeah. Are, are you interested in what someone's thinking, you know? Really, yeah. is is there is there a depth there? And um, so, it was so the casting of, of um, David's Michael was, was was very easy. Well, I can't imagine after, after the
0: sincerity and the integrity of used to live here, I can't imagine anyone being in a position you know, to tell you, you couldn't cast whoever you felt was going to yeah. do well, the same. Think, yeah. 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 Um, I'll ask uh, David a question, just kind of <coughs> interested in how, after you did that first film with Frank and you saw it uh, in this terrifying uh, environment and saw yourself there, did it change how you approached... This film, like just how you worked, and you know, what did you learn from it, and you
2: know. Uh, the first time I worked with Frank, I know I used to live here. Uh, I actually, I said no uh, when I was asked the first time uh, when someone in the community centre, Kern community centre, asked me would you audition. I said no because <laughs> uh, I never ever wanted to, never thought about being an actor, never actually wanted to act beforehand. But then uh, I was called over to be an extra when they were doing uh, rehearsals. Uh, for always to live here at cent- my local centre like and uh, so it, yeah, I went over and Frank asked me later on that day to audition and then I said I think about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're the actors you want. Yeah absolutely
2: he, <laughs> he was playing me from the beginning you know. <laughs> and uh, it was actually my ma for my ma goes will you just go and do it and I was, you know and she had that face and I was like deal with it so I went over and done it and uh,
0: yeah, the rest is history. Um, so... <laughs> and just, just from seeing that, seeing that and then doing this, like, did it change how you worked or how you acted or, you know, the way you work uh, scenes from day to day? No, actually, we, the
2: same process we use, honestly, for in Michael Inside, uh, Frank didn't show me the script. Well, actually, it was a, a, my decision not to see the script anyway. Frank said, if you want to look at it, it's, that's obviously yeah. 100% fine. But I chose not to because Frank wanted to capture the realism in it and uh, my my natural surprise to to what's happening next. Yeah. So I'd get my sides on the day and I'd read over the next scene five minutes beforehand, and that process worked really well. And I feel it's a an amazing process that should be used more often for yeah. to just to capture that uh, intensity or anything in the scene, and that naturally.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's. Um just leads me to, the, the big question I had for you when watching the film is obviously the the coverage is so brave and you know you haven't, you haven't shot coverage in most scenes you start on one thing and the shot becomes something else and becomes something else but you leave yourself very little wriggle room yeah. in the cut or which is part of what I mean by it being so disciplined and so brave I think and I just wondered you know how much, how much of that is, are you, are you trusting an improvisation to happen, how many takes do you have to do mm-hmm. To do, you know, are you are you there? Does it save you time because you go? We're just going to do this shot, and we'll be out. Or does it take just as so much time because you're there doing fifty yeah. takes to exactly? Get right in that. Well, that yeah. So
1: just just tell us a little bit about uh, how you go about yeah, constructing it, it, that. It it it, uh, it takes the same. I think it probably takes the same amount of time because you do a lot more takes and. Um, uh, you know, the, on, on, that 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 process wasn't just. Uh, it didn't. It doesn't feel like I've ever had the idea whereby, okay, we'll just do a, every scene in, in in one shot for the sake of it. It was more. Uh, there was a reason for it on my first film because everybody was nobody had acted before at all, and um, uh, we did a test shoot, and we I used coverage on the test shoot, and uh, it just felt all wrong because. Uh, here I spent two years with with uh, members of the community. Got to know them all really well, and then we're in a situation where I'm saying, stand here, do this to this and and it felt too. It didn't feel. Um, it just didn't feel right. I took the ed- I took the, the the footage home and I tried to edit for about a month. I c- it didn't feel right. I just didn't. I just for the nature of the, of the film, what we're trying to do. So. Um, uh, th- that 's when I decided you know uh, inspired by a lot of obviously great uh, great filmmakers, Christian Mungu and Bellatar and people like that, you know where you, know, you, you, um, uh, you you inhabit the same time frame as the characters uh, and and so you, it, the, the, the sense of realism you know is stronger in some ways in, in that respect, and then uh, as the film goes by there 's a cumulative value to that you start to feel this is really starting to feel very real here because. And there's nothing wrong with that, obviously co- coverage, but the, in this context, it's not. There, it's in somewhere in the back of your mind. You're you're kind of aware of of a of a of a construction, I guess, in some ways, you know. So uh, I took that that idea. Uh, I wanted to evolve it. I didn't want to stick to it strictly for um, Michael inside. Um, uh, because it's a different type of film. It's more of a movie than... Ice Liver is, is a, bit, yep. a bit more of a community project, I guess, in a way, and it, it, it worked for, for non-professionals in that. I wanted to try and keep the sense of realism, so we still we still did one shot per scene, but we evolved it with Tom Comerford, a wonderful um, cinematographer, and Colin Campbell, our editor. Uh, we brought in those montage sequences, which became quite an important part of the film. There's a few of them in the film, you know? Um, and uh, uh, so... But to to answer your question, I probably haven't answered it yet, have I? uh, No, you have. It's uh, it's all good stuff, yeah. um, uh, When you're shooting it all in one shot like that, you're editing on set in a way because you have to uh, pull focus and and come back. So you're really committed to where you are, where you're drawing the audience's attention uh, throughout the whole whole scene. And, And there's some scenes that are quite long in the film, you know. So you're just there, I'm just there, like concentrating. Going, I'm, I'm always d- directing and editing at the same time in a way because you're just going, okay, that works, that works, and then stop, and then I'll I'd, I'll go back to uh, Graham or focus puller and say, okay, we'll, and and Thomas will and say, well, okay, we'll go here next on this line, not on that line. So yeah. uh, so it can take time uh, to do, and sometimes uh, we did up to you know 10, 12, 13 takes sometimes, you know. And how, how much ended up on the on the cutting room floor?
0: In terms um, of the overall
1: structure, there's scenes.
0: I mean, it, feel, it feels very deliberate. It feels like there's not a lot that yeah. you didn't shoot. That you, you know, yeah. you di- it doesn't feel like you had to rescue parts of it in post where you, oh, let's put this scene in. Yes, I mean, it feels yes. Very
1: much like, yeah. There, there was um, uh, there, there are a few scenes. I guess there was, to be honest, there were some scenes that ended up on the cutting room floor that probably should have been cut from the script. Yeah, <laughs> I'm of sure. Course, you know, yeah. we yeah. all know that feeling. So, yeah. yeah, you know. So the the first edit was, I think, it was about probably 20 minutes longer than than the film now, there's, maybe maybe a bit yeah. more. Um, and then, but ov- obviously, we, we, we cut down the scenes as well. Like the scenes of Michael. Let's say the committal process when Michael has been interviewed, um, and then we see all the um, all the, the uh, that montage sequence. That was a scene in and of itself, do you know. And then it was during the edit that Colin, um, uh, while we were editing as we were shooting, and, and Colin uh, came back with this idea of of uh, overlapping these interviews with the cutaway montages you know and um, it's quite a documentary technique yeah. and it, it helps the the feeling of, 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 of reality yeah. um, so as soon as we t- took those scenes and actually put montage sequence over them that, that reduced the yeah. The, the duration quite a lot, you know, and, and underscoring those scenes. Then was that music you
0: had from beforehand, or was it music that um, you know came in after the composer saw the cut? Or because the music's obviously very. There's some big swells in there, It's very, yes. it's very important.
1: Yeah, too. yeah. Well, um, the music is composed by Dario Tull, uh, who uh, I've worked with on my last two films. Uh, really wonderful composer, and uh, he uh, he starts working on the films early. You know, he he thinks about the film. Um, Way before we've started shooting, and uh, so the brief we've always always the same to live here, which is uh, not to try and um, tell the audience how to feel, but try and re- reflect how the characters are feeling. So the music comes from within, and then at the end of both films, there's like a the themes come together, and there's like a statement piece at the end. Yeah. So the themes in both films are quite uh, are, are are quite uh, similar, you know, yeah, which is interesting. It steps you
0: a little more towards enchantment. Actually, and you know, just out of that cinema verite world that y- yeah. you know that's yes. a lot of films constructed. Yes,
1: so. yes, that's
0: true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, I think we should. Um, there was one more question I want to ask you before yeah. we throw it up to um, the audience. But uh, just um, you know, I think it's interesting. With you've done something very smart, which I've never managed to do, which is to really follow a scene very uh consistently you know from i used to live here and then this and so so you become i think in a way like a direct the success of directors judged on how clear a brand they can create you know yes more than anything else and more than the craft more than the and so I think like that that's something obviously is not a contrivance, but actually you're sort of naturally just pursuing things yeah. you're interested in, but I wondered, are there other things then? Are you looking at other, yeah. is there other specific social issues or, or community issues or something like that that you're yeah. thinking about for another project yeah. or what
1: you're working on now? Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, my next project, I'm, I'm, I'm researching a project set around direct provision next. So mm-hmm. again, it's, a, it's a, uh, conversations and, and getting to know... Um, Community of people and, and listening uh, and trying to put something up on the screen yeah. uh, that, that reflects their experiences. Uh, this <laughs> one's a love story, um, and uh, um, you know, just to to, to um, just to go back to what you're saying about the the connection be- between the films. Yeah. I suppose it took me a while to get here. Yeah. You know, it took a long time. Many and and I, I did do some TV and short films early on. and I didn't really find it satisfying. I didn't see myself in them really. Yeah. You know, so I started. Uh, uh, making community videos, these smaller projects, um, and uh, there were DVDs, and you know, uh, and I, th- I love that work. You know, so yeah. I was kind of early on. I was so unhappy with the work. I just wanted to go where I was happy, and then that led to my first feature doc, uh, *Ballyman Lullaby*, and so I kind of it kind of organically through through yeah. figuring out. Um, so I don't feel now that I'm making many uh, kind of overt choices like that in some ways. Yeah. You know, it's it's more. Um, that I found myself doing. No, I think you've made the choice you know? I think you've made
0: the choices, and you know, <laughs> yeah. in a really okay. strong way. That it's, yeah. it's you've you've you've, man- you've found a path to follow your interest, and actually, it feels like scale up. Yes, it yes. feels like if you're doing a love story, it feels like it, you know how do we yeah, do, yeah, Dark yeah. Vision? Oh, Yes, you know, yes, so yes. I think it's brilliant. Anyway, but so hats off to you, and oh, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to just throw it out to okay. the to the audience. Thanks very much. Ask for I'm, I have this sign in front, of, which I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. The Q and A must end at you know. So <laughs> sort of, so that's why I'm jumping in <laughs> yeah. on you because I really wanted to ask these questions, but yeah, like yeah. maybe there's no, some uh, some questions now. We just uh, does anybody want to ask a question? Do we have a a microphone to pass in? Yeah. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, how was it to work with the prison service? And did you use their training facility down in Portage? Uh, And then how did you find, uh, like, the cinematography has a very, very shallow depth of field. Was that specifically so you didn't have to have, like, 100 extras in there? You could actually just have... Figures in the background, um, and yeah, and then
1: just yeah, with the prison service. Yeah, sure. Um, the prison service. Uh, my first, m- my first port of call was was to contact the prison service because I felt that um, uh, first of all, I, I my impulse was to speak to former prisoners. so I wanted their advice on that, you know. So I rang them and. and uh, To be honest, I found them very welcoming and progressive about this. So, yeah, they okay, you know, they 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 uh, seemed very open to engaging with arts projects, you know, and um, they 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 sent me to to Pathways, which is not actually part of the prison service, part of the CDETB, you know, so they so that was my dealings with the prison service initially, and they knew the project was going was going on, and then I I spent eighteen months with the former prisoners, and my reconnection with them was when we actually uh, were planning the shoot. And um, uh, I said to him, "Do you remember that project that I told you about uh, 18 months ago? But well, it's gone very well. I've spent a lot of time every week with uh, with former prisoners and um, uh, in pathways, and, and we're we're um, uh, we're trying to put this film together. We need a uh, 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 to shoot in a prison, obviously. Now you know that was a little more difficult because shooting in a in a live prison is almost impossible, obviously. You know and." Uh, um, but luckily, uh, so we were kind of figuring out what the options were there, um, and it was a very tense time, because the whole film rests on getting a prison, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and I was thinking, God, other, other, so all these what other... you pro- have all, to build a prison? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> all these other productions, yeah, shooting prisons, like, you know, how... You know, uh, but then uh, it was a, uh, just a piece of fortune, really, that the, uh, um, the, the Irish Prison Service press officer, John McDermott, um, <laughs> rang me up and said, there's... Um, there's a the Cork prison is uh, is closing down, and uh, they're moving all the prisoners across to to a new facility across the across the way, and um, and I went down there and I took photographs and I brought it back to Pathways to the to the lads and I showed them photographs. Some of them had spent time there, I knew it well, didn't need to see the photographs. <laughs> um, and uh, but w- we discussed how uh, it was built 50 years before Mountjoy and it had a similar quality, similar feel, you know, um, and uh, Maze the film Maze was 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 uh was shooting there before us, you know, so um it was um it was it was definitely uh something doable, you know, and, and available and, and that was that was great. Um and uh so to answer your question about the the, the uh, shallow depth of field, um no it, it wasn't really to do with that, uh, extras. Although you're always trying to figure out how to make the best out of the extras, you know, and whatever you have. (laughs) Put them out of focus. Put them out of focus. But I I wasn't thinking in in that respect. It was more, um, what is the focus of the scene? It was more driven by the... um, I didn't realise it was such a striking feature until people asked me about it a lot, to be honest with you. Because it's a one-shot-per-scene approach, really. For example, Michael in in court, you know, um, there's just like a, 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 a... an intensity to it, and um, uh, you know, uh, you know. So, I guess the value of of of, the, of of that is that perhaps you feel there's more people there. If you saw the the, the, the first edit without any sound effects, um, it would probably feel less full. But we use sound from real prisons of so people shouting over balconies and, and all that. Um, when Michael's walking down the corridor, we, somebody woofs <laughs> that sound effect behind him from a cell. All that was, is real sound, and I think that's actually what creates the volume sense of, of people. You know, um, uh, more, more than anything else. I think if it, we took all that out and you watched it, it would feel far less populated. You know, What Hooked camera? On. Did you shoot on? Uh, uh, did, yeah, Alexa
0: or Mira? Alexa. Yeah. yeah. It's good, is it? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, any, another question? Yeah.
1: Down here. Uh, well done. I loved the film. It was, it was amazing. Um, Thank you. My question is: I'm really curious. When you were talking about the showing the other films that you felt had the same look and feel with the main character, I'm just very curious. What maybe if you could tell us what some of those films were, because okay. those particular character have a mind from a, an old film that Daffod really reminds me of. Okay. So I'm just curious about that. Thanks. Sure. Um. It was actually. A, it was actually a. Um, uh, an A4 sheet of paper with photographs of different characters from. So I wanted to try and put across this depth of, of um, you know, you can see it in a photograph. You know, um, one of them was Ratcatcher, uh, one of them was um, Kez, uh, one of them was uh, I think Pickpocket, although he's older, but you know that look that he has, um, the main character. That one was short film about killing, um, and then um, I-, I can't remember. There was another one, perhaps Sweet Sixteen, maybe. Uh, and uh um so i it was just a, a way of um of of being able to point to a film and talk about it in relation to to the character the actor and then the the, the theme you know what was the film by the way um, yeah. no, it, wasn't the last oh. film. it was just certain scenes in La Haine, okay mm. Mr. Kassel, and right okay and it about his look of yeah. yes Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> that is a compliment, by the way, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much. Thanks. We have another question. I think everybody's.
0: Oh, one more. Here we go. Yeah, I'll just say. Okay, okay, uh, when you were. Yeah, well, the one that I was very readable,
2: but when you were Um, when you were sourcing the material from the ex-prisoners, did you ever find that you had to kind of um, wade through some of the stories to not find authentic stories, but did you ever feel like you know, you'd know you have to count out people who were just rushing to tell you an
1: old story, or like, did you have to kind of like, work through it at all? Um, thank you. No, I, I the, the, the door was always open, there was never, never, you know, everything was relevant, absolutely every word from everybody was relevant to me, you know. Um, and uh, if somebody wanted to uh, express themselves to me in any way, and uh, walking out, some, very often uh, the conversations out the door when someone's having a smoke and I haven't even taken the bag off my shoulder yet, it was the, was the main thing you're going to get that day, you know. And then you go in and we have a script reading or a, or we, you know. But if someone stops you and, and starts talking to you, maybe that's their way of con- of, con- of contributing, you know, even before the the, the, the anything begins, you know. And uh, so I'm always open to that uh you know um and it's it's just a um you just don't know where a conversation's going to go someone's trying to tell you something you know um and uh you just listen and um keep the conversation going you know so you know uh i didn't take notes really i, I sitting in the car what, the most of the notes I would take was I, i'd remember people's names so that when I went in next week, I could say how's it going john you know or and 'cause it it's just um uh a really, really great way of, of it's really important to people and it 's important that, that to, to evolving a, a friendship or, or, a, or a you know a, a relationship a working relationship um, so you know i didn 't have to have to wait through anything as time goes by, you start to get a feeling of a picture of what the story is. Um, I was always looking for a dynamic that goes on, particularly in the prison you know, um, that we could actually put on screen that would that, that people who've been to prison would look and go. Yes, that's how it is, you know. Whereas if you if you ask an individual, if you went down for one afternoon and asked an individual what's it like, they wouldn't tell you that story. They'd tell you other things. They'd tell you, but if you told that story back to any of them, they'd say yes, you know. And that's over over a period of time of just absorbing uh, what what people are telling you and what people's experiences, and then you it just it finds its way in uh, to the script and to the and then you you workshop it and you challenge it and. You know, do you know what I mean? So, um, and then they—the they, they, most important thing is—is is, is how they respond to what you've written. You know, they'll tell you very very fast if it's not real. You know,
0: did those collaborators see the film and what did they think of it? And are any of them in there? Were any of them able to? Yeah,
1: the, an yeah. There's 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 um, a number of the former prisoners play special extras like prison guards patting down Michael and all. You know, a lot of the lads are are in the um, are, in, are in the film and we screened it. Um, <laughs> For I screened it for um, for everybody in Pathways before Christmas, which we we actually screened it in the um, in the room that we did all the workshops in right. uh, on the projector, and um, it's funny. I think they knew that that we're making a feature film, but I don't think it really hit them until they saw it, you know. Uh, and um, it was it was wonderful, you know. We had a big conversation afterwards. Everybody had opinions, and um, uh, most of the most of the thing they were saying was that it was very real. You know that was mo- that was the most common thing I'd I'd heard. You know, um, and uh, you know, so that was a very special screening. So it was a payoff
0: for them to have collaborated and then see the films. That, that
1: was a rewarding. Without, process. Yeah, without doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the the, the um, it, it's it's ongoing. You know, the, the um, uh, members came to to, to to of of the team came to to the Galway screening in Cork, and you know, um, and uh, so it it, it it's. It, it, it's ongoing. It's the same with my last two films. You know, um, I still very strong uh, connections in Kilnarden. In fact, Kilnarden uh, Community Centre were part of this film. A lot of the young people came from there. And Ballymun, which I haven't. Uh, I did that, that film in 2011. But I very I, I try and maintain these. Uh, these relationships and, uh, and of course it's not very difficult because you bond over these films don't you yeah, you know yeah. and uh, you have this shared experience and then the film comes out and the press and everything and t- we're all talking about oh god you know and you, you never forget that and, and it is quite a, it's quite a thing to go through you know yeah. Um, so uh, yeah okay. well
0: um, I'll take one last one as he said himself okay one more question please one um, um, for shot. Performances were fantastic. Uh, congratulations! Um, oh, thank you. Um, you mentioned uh,
1: you worked with some of the youth groups and also some of the former prisoners. Was there a point where you felt you you gained trust from both elements, and that particular point where you reached? How did that feel when you yeah. when you've really felt of of gaining confidence here to get the truth from? How did that feel? Yeah, that's that's what you're aiming for all, all the time. You know, it's um. Uh, it's when I, f- I expect to be grilled, and I expect, and I would do it too. Who who am I sitting in front of? What are their motivations? What are they going to do? You know, and uh, um, you, you're you're asking someone to trust. Uh, you're asking someone to trust with their their life story. You know, and, and uh, um, so when I first went to, went to Pathways, it was um, uh, I, w- I was I was kind of not not grilled, but I was uh, a, a, a long conversation with the manager. And I, I, I spoke to him about, about my last film, my motivations for this work, you know. And um, he just said, "Okay, come down." Uh, I remember he said to me, "There's a good smell off you." <laughs> that was his phrase. And uh, Tom, a uh, wonderful man. And um, uh, so I, I, I started going down very softly every uh, every week and getting getting to know. And then nothing. There, there, there's, there, as I say, obviously there's no shortcuts to this type of of work, you know. But but nothing really can. Can can replace uh, uh, commitment and trustworthiness. You know, people really do if they see you coming back again, and and and, I, and they know what you're about. You know, you do. You, you know, you people do start to trust you. And then I brought them to see I used to live here. There was a screening in the in the college where I teach in Cloughshooley. They put on a screening for the students, and I brought uh, a lot of the guys from Pathway. And said, "Do you want to come down to the lighthouse?" And they came down and they saw the last film, so they knew what I was uh, about as a filmmaker. You know, and. Uh, um, and that 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 helped them. Do you know what I mean? See see where I was uh, where I was coming from.
0: Hey, great. Well, I
1: think it's uh, time to wrap it up. So, could I say a couple of thank yous? Oh, you can, of course. Okay. okay, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I just like to say a couple of thank yous. First of all, um, I'd like to thank the IFI for this. This is uh, uh, my 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 third time doing one of these nights, uh, and the the um, uh, the support over. The, you start to recognise people that support over the years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You start to look. I'm very grateful to the IFI for this. I'm very grateful to the Irish Film Board for supporting the film. Um, and uh, um, I'd like to thank the Irish Prison Service as well. Uh, there's one other thing I, I, I'd like to say. Um, I collaborated with a lot of uh, uh, communities over the years, and, and this film, I collaborated with, with, with community groups from Ballymun, Kill, uh, Tala, but also Kulak. Um, and I, there's an there's a, a, a enormously talented group called Burnt Out, a uh, musical group, uh, who I, I noticed online, and um, I met up with them for a coffee uh, with Dave Balf, uh, who's, who's one of the primary collaborators. And uh, I just said, Your work is amazing. And uh, they're, they're perhaps one of the most uh, 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 visionary and talented young people I've come across. And they're, they're all, in the last few years, for definite, and they're all uh, lads uh, from uh, all different ages from, from Kulak and um, amazing, amazing, uh, amazingly talented um, people. And uh, one of the primary um, uh, collaborators from, from, from Pathways, uh, tragically, uh, sadly passed away in in, uh, in January. Paul Curran is a spoken word artist um, whose work is uh, is just, just a, was a, is astonishing. And uh, I'd like to dedicate uh, this screening um, to Paul. And uh, and that's and it's tragic okay. tragic loss. Thank you. Thank you.